time for my folks on the daily grind. Hey everybody, this is Keith of the Mighty Media Group, and you're listening to The Youngblood Life. Feeling freedom is hard to find. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Someday everything gonna go my way. What is going on, everybody? Oh man, this, that music makes me you like happy. that. Yeah, you know, it just—it's just, got a groove. It's just a vibe. It's, I mean, yeah. You, 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 when you have friends in, I say high places, Costa Man is definitely way much better than I am. I mean, he—he <laughs> he writes some amazing stuff. David F. Peterson. I don't know if you ever met him. I, they, I don't. So, music group can't stop, won't stop. So, okay. Those of you who don't know about can't stop, won't stop, available on, on Spotify, pretty much everywhere there is. It, the, the guy's amazing. It's pretty much awesome. Here, have that. You want this? Yes. Go chew on it. Goodbye. <laughs> I love your dog. <laughs> Don't be noisy. It's he told me noisy. Has <laughs> <laughs> background noise. Yeah, we got background noise, but it's okay. This is what the Emerald Life is all about. Absolutely. So those of you guys who don't know that I have Master Keith Maddox here. He actually was on a podcast with us before, and he told us about a story. And it's like, I'll bring this up. I don't know if you want to talk about it. We want to talk about it, whatever. But his last podcast he did with us, he was uh, basically married in, oh, I can't remember how many days. You got married. 12, 27. Yeah, 27 days. Um, but we're not here to talk about that's, that. That's right. I yeah. did. Yeah. And you did a podcast with him before. I did. So. Totally but, forgot about that. But he was sitting in the living room. Bentley. Okay, that was a big mistake. Bentley. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's your little beeper? It's over there now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we were, uh, Keith came over. We were just talking, shooting the wool. I'm like, hey, let's do a podcast. And I uh, got the deer in the headlights look like, what? What? <laughs> what are we I doing? mean, I don't mind doing podcasts because I'm I, like, I've got my own kind of thing. It's not that big yet, but I like podcasting. It's big. No, it will get big. It's big. It's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you. The stuff you do is amazing. I'm just going to say that. And there's no BS and no try and build you up or anything. (laughs) When I see see and hear your stuff and and the stuff you have planned, it makes me admirable. No lie. I just got to follow through now. That's that's, that's the key. Well, I mean, it's building blocks. Everything's building blocks. Step by step. So, but yeah. So he just over here hanging out. Um, so want to do a podcast. Want to talk about whatever. I mean, the reality is there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. A lot of stuff not going on in the world. Shannon's not feeling well, obviously. And oh man, she 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 looked miserable. Well, I'm I'm gonna say that this will probably go up after. But even then, we're still talking about. It. So obviously, Shannon had surgery the other day, so uh, she had some breast augmentations. And actually, we got video coming of this. Yes, we record the video. Okay, we got all video. So our idea, I'll take. Get, I'll get your opinion of this. Okay. okay, a lot of people get plastic surgery. Yeah. Now, Shannon once had boobs. Okay, and she'll say the same exact thing. And before we had children, and then and that, it, it, children sucked the life out of them. It happens. <laughs> You laugh, but but so one of the one of the things that, we, that uh, she's always wanted to do is basically get her body back the way it was before. Okay, and so uh, we had an opportunity to work with a uh, plastic surgeon, and he's like, "Hey, we'll do some work for you." And so we did some work, right on. And then so now Shannon's going through the recovery side of it all. Surgery took about an hour. She'll talk about all this stuff, but and then that's all it took is an yeah, hour. About an hour, yeah. 
Wow. Super cool. Holy crap. You, if you were you able to watch the whole, I mean, I haven't seen, I have time? not seen the video, but I know the surgery of, of how he did it. Okay. And so they, they basically, it's, you, you know, those uh, pastry, uh, uh, things that were the, the tube where they put all the, the, the icing in it. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you can design things. Yeah. That's what they do now. What? So the old way of, of putting in like a boom implants is that they actually you know, they do the incision. Usually it used to be a bigger incision, big, do an incision. Then they kind of pry things open. They just kind of poke and prod this, the, the implant in. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Yeah, so they take this uh, this pastry tube. It's not a pastry tube. It's made for this specific thing. But it, the only way to describe it is like a pastry tube. They uh, you know put some iodine on the on the implant, and I've got just, I've seen videos. So the only I don't know how hers was done. I'm pretty sure that, that he described this was the same thing. But uh, they take it, they put they do the incision, they put the, the little pastry tube in there, and then they just squeeze the pastry tube and go bloop, and there, then it was done. That's the implant. That's pretty much it. Yeah. They may have to do some major, some minor adjusting. Because I mean, I mean, my understanding of implants are like little, either saline or, oh, yeah, yeah. or um, silicone. Well, silicone. Yeah, silicone. Yeah. So it's like little squishy things. Yeah, little but, squishy thing. But this is just. It's like bloop and it's done. The silicone uh, um, plant implant goes in that way. Yeah. Right, but this, oh, even with the pastry tube? Yeah, with, if they put it in the pastry tube and they squeeze the pastry tube and it goes bloop, it's right up in. Wow. It's pretty cool. And so, it, and it like adheres to the body, and, so it doesn't adhere to the body. No, so so there's di- like, two different ways, like an organ rejection. There's no rejection. There could the be some organ rejection, okay. but um, when it comes to implants, it, uh, not it, that it, it's an it, organ. It's kind sorry, of right, yeah. but it, your body can reject it because it is a foreign object going into your body. Okay, um, but then uh, what happens is uh, most of the time it doesn't it doesn't reject it. Huh. So yeah, that's that. Well, cool. But it's super cool. But we didn't talk, want to talk about boobs. That's not what we're doing. We're not no, 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 no. But you were talking about her pain. Yeah, pain. So she's, she's got the pain. What? I, I actually. What are you doing, child? You got him going crazy. Mom's about to beat you. <laughs> Ethan, I think you should probably stay upstairs. Mom wants you upstairs. And the dog's going crazy. It's, it's the mute button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, uh, no, um, but we were talking about the pain and everything. I, in some small way, some small way, um, can relate to the pain because what she's describing is is kind of it's in, obviously it's in her chest region. But right. in in three years ago, um, next month actually, I was involved in a car accident. Right, my chest hit the steering wheel. I didn't break anything, but I like you for, had bruising. In it, in I had bruising that. internal bruising, right. and I I couldn't lift my arms for like three or four days, and I had to actually sleep in a recliner sitting yeah. up. For about a week and a half, and she because like, I couldn't breathe. She's sitting up when she uh, she sleeps. Oh, she's so last night she slept laying down. The night before uh, she was sitting. Actually, the first two nights she slept more sitting up. Slept okay. more sitting up. Yeah. But um, she describes it. She's got the the weight of an elephant on her chest. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she and I. I, I had her. <laughs> I had her do this when she she got back, and uh, um, I had her sit skip weigh herself when she got back from the surgery at the next day when she was okay. Up. She gained seven pounds. <laughs> seven pound boot job. Yeah, I was seven pounds okay. in, her, in her bra. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I mean, the pain is real, and so yeah. of course, I showed you the bruises, and like, I mean, there is some bruising. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, it's surgery. It's what happens. Mm-hmm. So and so, reason we did this, we, and the reason we recorded this whole thing is so people could see the reality of it all. And and it's not that it's bad. I know I know there's a lot of people out there that are they're going to bash us. They're going they're going to actually bash Shannon because she got boobs and all this other stuff. But who cares? I mean, no one listen, don't you never listen to haters anyway. But it, we, she wanted to show you know she wanted them for one, two, and then she oh, wants yeah. to show people what it's all about. 
how it happens, what they do, and what the typical surgery is. Because I mean, you can look online, but then, but then you know, you have these women like, oh, the next day I was fine. Well, most of the time they're BS. That's BS. Yeah. No. So I mean, and she's been up and doing. She's been up and about. Today I she, was actually amazed. I was watching her fold laundry and everything, yeah. and the movement and everything. I well, I, I couldn't have done that three days after my accident. So. Well, I mean, and she's been do, she's can do some things, and the doctor told her to do like these little arm rotations to help the muscles not get uh, you know atrophy or just like so they, so they stay going. Stiff, yeah, yeah, and so that actually will help with the pain. Okay, uh, but yeah, that's all part of it's all relative. You got to have pain to get rid of the pain. Well, that's yeah, pretty much. Wow. So yeah, so. Anyway, right on. There's that. So, what's new in your life? Oh, what's new in my life? Well, I guess you know because eventually I'd like to collaborate and be on your podcast again when I have oh, more content. But you, you're always welcome. You know that. Well, I appreciate that. No, but um, well, first off, I gotta say I love coming over to Young Bloods. Uh, you know, I've known you for a long time. Uh, Two thousand six. Yeah, we've known each other. We've known each other for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a while, and just coming over and sharing life and everything. So, what's new in my life? Um, ultimately, I'm approaching the finishing stages of my book. Okay, and then um, basically with the book, I'll then be able to create a pamphlet, which will kind of be a short synopsis of what the book is. Okay, so then I can start um, broadcasting out uh, as far as pitching. To um, I'm going to be pitching to school districts, church youth groups, or you know, basically church leaders and stuff. Um, first, re- locally, but then I, I I have contacts in a lot of areas of the country, so I'm going to go ahead and do it there as well, just right. to try and get speaking gigs, okay, and whatnot. So yeah, I'm I'm at the I'm, you're here to inspire. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You got a story, and you're going to stick to it. Yeah, well, you're, the, you're, the story the story is I think the the opening of people's hearts when I tell the story behind it all, and then I'll be able to speak on my platform. And I think it'll be a lot more receptive to the message I'm going to be sharing. So good. I mean, that, that's what pe- there's, people need things to, to look up to. People need to, I mean, it seems like in our world we, where we currently have so much, seems like the media is pushing nothing but bad. Yeah. There's so much good out there. It's insane. And, but when the media just wants to talk about the bad things. That's all they really, really care about. Cause you know, it's, it's the whole premise of sex sells right now. Bad things sell. This person did this, this person did that. This person shot who, it doesn't matter when, when we, I think we need to, that's why I think, uh, John Krasinski, you know, who John Krasinski. Yes. Yeah, and his, uh, I, I haven't watched it in a while. I don't know if he still does it or I know he, I think he sold the idea. Um, but it was during the, 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 I during guess, the pandemic, yeah, during the the pandemic, where um, it, what was a, a good, oh, what was it? What's the name of that show? It was he created uh, Good News, yeah, Good News, some Good News or something like that, and which was it was a good. I mean, I enjoyed it. I watched it. I liked it. I stopped watching it just because I had to go back to work. Some of us had to work during the pandemic. Hey, when that happens, yeah, you know. <laughs> but I mean, and that's that's basically what you're pushing. You're pushing good. You're pushing, well, absolutely, absolutely. You're, you're good. pushing happiness. Not, not not only good in happiness, but also being able to use that happiness to uh, create a different mindset to pull ourselves out of the bad. Right. Um, you know. And people struggle with that. People struggle with trying to find how to get out of the bad. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard. Yeah. So ultimately, I just yeah, bringing bringing joy, bringing you know, I'm going to be talking a lot about my daughter. Okay. Um, Aria, who passed away last year, and basically u- using using that as kind of 
uh, she taught me so much. Let's just put it that way. That's that's the that's the. It's basic. amazing the little thing, the things that little ones can teach you, even though you don't realize they're teaching you. Children are amazing. Yeah, your children are amazing. No, they are. They are, they are amazing, and you know, I mean. I don't want to give away too much yet because nope, no worries. You know, it's it, it's I'm, one I'm, of those things. I'm that, not poking and prodding too much. No, you're not. I may do a little bit more. No, I'm just kidding. You can if you want. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean I'll answer. No, but, <laughs> no, but um, honestly, everything everything that um, came to my mind, and obviously, I have a strong belief in that there is a God out there, and ultimately, just as I was watching her endure. Um, her genetic disorder for the two and a half years um, that she was alive since the symptoms began. Um, so many ideas and insights just came to my mind that I, I couldn't, I couldn't ignore them and I couldn't deny that they came to my mind. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that when an idea comes to you, if you end up forgetting about it, maybe it wasn't really that big, but if it grows in you, kind of like you plant a seed and right. it grows, then obviously there's something to it. And this hasn't gone away for two and a half years. And not only has it not gone away, it's evolved and it's so evolved to the point. There's where, the answer. So yeah, I've, I've, I've got to go. I've got to, got to take this and, you know, in, in her honor and her memory and right. just, um, you know, you use the grief and turn it around to make it be a strength as opposed to. Well, I mean, the thing is, I think a lot of people, when they think about grief, they think of, think of the bad side of it all. Actually, yeah. grief is good. Grief is good for you because you, you, it helps you come to grips with what's around you. It helps you to move forward. I mean, people think about grief in in many cases as, as, as you know, it's the tears, it's the, it's, it's the, uh, the, the sorrow. But, well, I, I, I want to let you know I still cry. No, and then, well, every now and then, you know, the tears still come, but it's the tears but, don't control me. Right, and and so it's, it's, grief is there for us to get better, and that that's why we have it. I mean, I, and when it comes to you know any, a loved one passing, I mean, and especially a loved one, you know, no parent should have to bury their child, and you're, yeah. you're a stronger man than I can ever be. I can tell you that. But the, thank when, you. When it comes to losing someone. In some cases, we're selfish because we won't always be here. But that that's that's part of the grief. That that's why that. Uh, it, but on the other side, it makes us stronger knowing that we can let them go, and that, but and not that we forget about them, but we take what we've learned from them and make it better. Well, and that's what you're doing. Can, can I speak to that really quick? No, because no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This Please. podcast is over. Thank you for listening to Young Bud Life. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> no. Um, you you were talking about that process and everything, and ultimately that that was what happened. So Aria suffered from strokes, right. and I, I dare say she had probably about twenty okay. in about a two and a half year span. That's horrible. And um, they, you know, were sporadic at first for the first year and a half or so. But you know, from about November of nineteen through June of twenty, you know, it was just it was like clockwork, almost maybe once a month. And then June, you know, she had five, five in that month, five episodes, yeah. and um, she just wasn't coming back. And so, you know, we, you know, we did get a lot of, uh, not a lot of flack, but there were, were people out there that were basically saying that, you know, the decision that we made kind of wasn't the greatest of decisions, but ultimately it was, it was that. It's a matter that, 
um, if we chose to keep her around, if we chose to keep her plugged up, if we chose to just keep her body alive, because her brain was gone. Right. Her brain was gone. If we chose to do that, um, we felt highly that that was a very selfish reason, that we would just be keeping her around for, for us. Right. And so, yeah, um, ultimately making that decision was the greatest thing because then it taught us that, yeah, moving moving forward, it's a very hard, it is about honoring her. Very, very hard decision because, I mean, that's, that's your child. Yeah. I, I don't know where I would be. I don't, I don't know if I could even make that decision. I think if, if the time came, it, it would be, I could probably do it, but I don't, I don't even want to think about that. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. so hard. Yeah, no, and I, I, I would invite nobody to envision what, what kind of decision would I make? Right. You know, I mean, obviously those out there that are put in that position, you know, start thinking about it. But ultimately, if you're not in that position, don't, don't even, don't even dwell on it because it's just going to cause you, yeah. <laughs> Feelings that you really, really don't want to don't want to experience, but yeah, it, it you know, and being that we made that decision well before she had those final strokes, it made it easier for me, you know, and that, not so much her mom, <laughs> but for well, it's me, a process no matter what. I mean, right. and, and everybody grieves in a different way, in a different way. Yeah, but for me, it prepared me um, to so that when that decision had to be made, it was just like okay. This is reality, and and that's that's the key. Far too often, I think a lot of us live this life with rose-colored glasses, okay. and those rose-colored glasses give us an idea or this fantasical. This is how it's going to be, and then when it doesn't happen, that's when we take the time. You know, society in general takes the time to just dwell on the bad, stay in the bad, right? You know, st- wallow in that mire and that muck because all of a sudden what they thought and i am one of the biggest not pessimists i about said pessimist optimist in this world in my opinion i i mean i feel that i have a very optimistic outlook one thing that has been you know i've been working on and and through the re experience and then through therapy and everything i've come to grips with the fact that the it's not horrible to be an optimist. Having that positive outlook is very, very vital and key. Right. But also we have to have the realistic approach as well. Yeah. Well, they and, go and hand in hand though. I mean, that's a, yeah. Some people, you they know, should the, go the, hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and for many years of my life, I, they didn't go hand in hand. I always had this optimistic outlook. And then when it didn't go well, I was just like, Oh man. And you know, I would wallow a little bit, but then I'd try and get right back up and be optimistic. The realistic approach is what's helping give me the drive to have the follow through now. Okay. On on the optimistic ideas. Okay. Because my optimism is what is what drives my brain to come up with all these ideas. Well, I mean, so it's, you know, I think as, as humans, we we want to create. I mean, that that is our Absolutely. job. We want to create. We want to make. We want to you know whether it's your your doesn't matter what industry you're in. I mean, I love being in the the creator industry, so they call it you know with, with the podcast and all this other stuff. But the reality is. I think that's that's human nature. We want to improve. We want to make things better. We want to create amazing things. But then you also have to throw in the realistic side, as you're saying, and then that's where that's the without those two, the creative side has to meet realism to make it to to progress. My opinion. No, absolutely. The the realism side brings in the how. Yeah. How to make the optimist uh, optimism side, you know, so become reality. The reality is, okay, now you created a product not too long ago. Yes. And did a, a GoFundMe. 
Yeah. No. I did go for uh, yeah. Or not go for me. Not go for me. Any go go. Yeah. But now, and I I was I was there with you a little bit on on parts of these things. Uh huh. How did it go? And I know how it went, but I want you to tell the story of how this went. Because well, this, this is all part of that whole creative process and well, I mean, reality together. I actually, for, for me, it was a matter of it was exciting because I actually followed through and got the parts and created a prototype right. and put things together and made the videos, did the... And this uh, was during the middle of the pandemic. Right. And and um, put it up on Indiegogo and everything. And it was a good product. I, will, I agree. This was an amazing product. Zero traction. Guess what? It was still good, though. Because, yeah, I, I very much believe that there is no failure. There is no, I mean, failure is a word. Mm-hmm. But I feel that as long as an individual, in whatever they do, takes at least one step forward, their efforts are a success. Period. That's my point, and that you're proving Period. my whole point. So, I mean, and I wasn't bringing up the product because they look, you did it so. Oh no, 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 no! I brought up the product because <laughs> honestly, it was amazing because I saw the, the the process in your eyes. I saw it in your brain. You're like, okay, how do we do this? How do we do this? And you're figuring it out. And I would throw little tidbits like, here's what I think. And then you're like, oh, and then you'd piece it together. And then all of a sudden you, you ordered the, the pieces. We went to Actually, we went to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and mm-hmm. got, got a couple more pieces to, to fit, fit this thing all out. So essentially this was a um, – it was a – Additive to a mask. Um, well, it was basically it was an oxygen solution yeah. for those who, when the masks first, I call it called it a mask demic. But right. when the masks first came out, you know, I, I as an Uber driver, I heard a lot of people complaining about how they couldn't breathe right. or how they felt, you know, constricted. And so I just was coming up with a solution to where they could get a fresh breath of oxygen right under their masks, and and it was an amazing idea. So I support it one hundred percent. Appreciate it. So, but didn't take off. Nope. And guess what? It was still an amazing idea, and you learned something. I think mm-hmm. that I think what the problem with with a lot of people these days is is they when they do have those failures, they they wallow in those failures, and they're like, oh well, I'm, I I can't do anything right. I can't do anything the way I should be able to do it. It's all just I'm done. I'm done. Yep. But. It was kind of like my first business. So I, I started, I grew up in a family-owned business. You knew this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started my own business. And uh, when I was, I guess, got off a mission, and I know I saw a need at, at the, the um, Nissan dealership in my hometown. And uh, I went and talked to the general manager there, which was also a good friend of mine. I said, hey, what if I come in every Monday or every Tuesday, whatever day you pick, and I'll wash every car on this lot? He says, you can't do that. It's impossible. I said, no, I will. I'll wash every car. I'll charge you five bucks a car. Now, at the time, it was a smaller, it was a smaller dealership, smaller uh, Nissan dealership, brand new cars, only the new car lot, not the used car lot. Um, and they, I washed about 100 to 110 cars in the morning. I'd get there at 3 o'clock in the morning. and I'd Now, I also had a full-time job, too. So I worked for the com- this company out of, uh, out of Atlanta. And I just was double dipping. I was making extra money on the side. Why not? Who cares? Gotta love your side every, hustles. Every, everybody needs a side hustle. Doesn't matter what goes on. Everybody needs a side hustle. So, kind of like my current little side hustle right now is actually uh, I sell base, uh, football and uh, and sports cards right now on eBay. I made, last month I did what twenty two hundred dollars. That ain't a bad month. That is not a bad month. The month before that was like thirteen hundred. But yeah, I mean, so the side hustle was going well. And it, when the guy, he's like, okay, well, we want you to expand into, cause we're part of the heritage, uh, um, you know, as heritage Nissan, then that heritage Honda here that we're a part of the heritage, uh, um, uh, group here. 
we want to, they like that our cars are clean every morning before anybody gets here. We want you to do more cars. And so I'm like, oh crap, I got to figure this out. <laughs> Cost five bucks a car. I mean, you know, five hundred on average, five hundred dollars a day, just washing cars. But it's only one day, you know, one day a week. So I had to go out of town for my job, and so I I hired a friend of mine. This was my mistake. I hired a friend of mine who didn't have the passion to make the money, and I told him, I said, "Listen, I'll pay you two hundred fifty bucks. Here it is. If you need help, I'll pay you even your helper." But I said, "But the money, I'll, you you have a budget for two people." To wash all these cars for me on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. It was one of those days. And um, your budget would be 350 bucks. So I still made money, right? Didn't have to touch them. So, but you got to be here this time and do it. I was gone for two weeks. He never showed up. So I lost my contract. But guess what? I made good money for a little bit and, and my business shut down. Was that a failure? Yeah, it was a, it was a success and a failure. Because, you know, I was, I'm basically peddling a service is what it was. You were peddling a product. But peddling a service is easier to convince people to do. It's kind of like window washers. Window washers make a lot of money. If you know how to do it and you can do it quick, they can make a lot of money. So, yeah, that was my old, uh, do that upstairs, but okay. Do that upstairs. Yes. (laughs) You can do it upstairs. What? Come say hi. I don't care. Ethan wants to say hi. Hi. (laughs) And he waves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so but i mean it, it, i think that that's the thing when it comes to people and their successes i mean they forget the they they take their failures and they dwell on them like you know i i, I could have said i could have quit my job and probably gone and and end up washing all the heritage group vehicles we're talking there was heritage honda heritage uh, nissan heritage uh not one ford but uh, uh i was like one or two other i can't well, remember if you, if you had four dealerships you'd make two grand a week correct so just washing cars yeah yeah two grand a week washing cars and this was back in what 1999 eight grand a month back in 1999 i probably should have done that that probably should have been i should have quit probably should have quit my job but i wanted to i had that i had insurance with the job i had you know i was making um salary plus commission my commission was putting me well over what at the time my salary was like twenty eight thousand dollars a year and my but my commission put me over sixty thousand so here I am, twenty-one years old, making sixty thousand dollars a year. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, I mean I I, I had my own house, I had my own cars, on, and you, I was living the dream of of being a young kid. Um, so yeah, but reality is, I, you know, hindsight. Yeah. I should have done it, but I didn't do it. But it's okay. I learned other things, and then I created another business later on. But that's the thing: we got to learn from our failures. Failure makes failures make us stronger. And so now here you are, the, the, all the, the failures that you have are now expanding into you going to be more public speaking. And public speaker. Um, motivational speaker. Motiv- motivational youth, speaker. Youth. Youth speaker. Motivator. Yep. Um, youth motivator. Author. Um, author. Probably some courses and things like that coming too. Yeah. I mean, so it's amazing. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I can't. It is amazing because I'm living it. And I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing the potential, and you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of hard work. That's that's the key to anybody listening out there. It is hard work. You have to put in the work if you want the success. But it doesn't have to be 
all the work at once. I mean, you got We all got to remember Rome was not built in a day. Well, I mean, work is the the core of anything. I mean, I don't know if if you listen to Gary V. He he tells you he was do what your passion. He, he, and Gary V. You know, I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't even think he graduated from a high school. Really, I don't think he did. Okay, I, I may be wrong on that. I know he hated school. I know school hated him as well. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, he 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 he, just, he did not want to be there at all. Right. And so, but the reality is, it it, it it's not. School, school. Elon Musk. I love his quote. He's like, when he, he was talking about college, but he says to the to the fact that I may be quoting him wrong here, but so I will be corrected. Trust me, people will correct me on this. But um, Elon Musk said that school is basically for those that want to just prove that they can do chores. <laughs> go into debt. To, you're going into debt to prove that you can make chores. He hires anybody now. Put it this way. And yes, you know, sometimes you, if you want to be in. in a, a space engineer, then sure he'll get he'll put you in, but you need to be an engineer. But the reality is, you don't have to have a a, a um, degree to be successful. That's one thing. Like even Google, Google now doesn't. You don't have to have a degree to to be a, a work at Google. You just got to prove that you can do the work. So I mean, that, I think that's the the biggest key to all of it is proving that you know how to do the work and that you can do the work, and you're willing to work. That's the that's the, what it comes down to. More or less, there's still a lot of job marks out there, though, that, you know, think that that four-year degree oh, yeah. shows dedication, shows, you know, no, well, and which are very good qualities, don't get me don't, don't get me wrong, but ultimately. Well, it's like back in the day, you, they used to say that if you're a Boy Scout and you're an Eagle Scout, that proved to people oh, yeah. that you can be, that you can do things. That but you're res- more responsible. Than yeah, you're responsible. I mean, and, and I was a Boy Scout, and I'm not, I, would never, I was not an Eagle Scout. How far did you get? Oh, I was life. I got to life. And then all I had friends that were cheating to get uh, their their uh, um, eagle, yeah. and I said, "Forget it. I hate this. This is stupid. Yeah. If if other people aren't going to take it serious, because they, you know, it, it was one of those things that not that I was forced into doing, um, but it was I, part of the culture. Though. It was part of the culture, and I did it. Yeah. But and I enjoyed the camping out. I enjoyed I enjoyed all those activities, but I didn't necessarily enjoy the the structure of the merit badges and things. And I don't care about that. No big yeah. deal. But yeah, it, it was it was fun." And I enjoyed the fun part of it, and I did the things that I was supposed to. I mean, I only had like what three merit badges in a service project, and I could have been eagle, but I just said forget it. I had a signature. Oh, and I could have been an eagle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Obviously, as you know, we all look back, and sometimes yeah. I regret. I, I, in a way, I regret it, but in a way, I don't. Well, because- see, I don't. I don't. I don't regret it because instead of well, so coming from an entrepreneurial family. That family-owned business, we remodeled houses. I, I said, no more doing that. I'll participate in the activity. So I went to church activities, and if scouting was part of it, we, I'd go to the campouts. But then I would just go to work. So I worked. I, I basically worked a full-time job from, like, what, technically, like, age 12 to till I went on my mission. I mean, nice. and, I, and I did quit the family-owned business for about a year. And I went to go work at the Super Kmart. And then I ended up being, like, the – I think they – they made me the assistant um, grocery manager. Wow! In less than a year. Nice. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. But hey, I mean, I, but then I quit that job because I wasn't getting paid much. Much. So when I went, and when I, well, I was one of the highest paid uh, um, employees my dad had, and he and that that's saying something because I was getting paid as much as his plumber. 
and some of his and partial his electrician because I learned to do all that stuff. Right on. So yeah, my brothers were mad. My brothers learned to paint really well. Um, I learned to do all of it. I hate hanging sheetrock. I do not want to hang sheetrock. I, I, well, okay, I'll hang sheetrock, but I do not want to finish sheetrock. I hate finishing sheetrock. It's horrible. I wouldn't know. Maybe I'll have you show me someday. No. When we're, when we're building your house in Montana. So when I build a house, I'm going to do almost everything but pour the uh, foundation in the basement. And I'll, pro- I'll, I'll frame it myself. I'll side it myself. I'll do the electrical. I'll do the plumbing. Um, Are you going to do sheetrock so it's like insulation and everything? So I'll do all the insulation. I'll get all that stuff done. Okay. And then I'll probably hire someone to come in and do it, hang and finish the sheetrock. Because they can, the, a good hang, uh, hanging crew can get done, especially with the size of house that we're going to have. They'll be done in two days just with, hang, with hanging it. Nice. And then finishing it, will, they'll be done within you know two or three more days. So within, within five days, all the sheetrock will be done. That's if I decide to put sheetrock up. I may do some uh, you know board and bats on the inside. I don't know. I got, we got to figure that out. So, but we're building a tiny house, though. That's that's the other thing. Well, it depends. May not build a tiny house. Depends upon, uh, my, as Shannon says, if um, Safe Moon skyrockets, then she's going to build the house. She gets the house that she wants. She's going to get the house she wants. You don't know about that. I don't know. Well, what house. what what may happen is we'll probably we may end up building the house on the piece of land. And then all of a sudden, if that was a takeoff like that, then that'll become your mother-in-law's suite. Be your mother, that's exactly right. <laughs> become, and then the man should like, we'll, we'll shade the, we'll put that the in, tiny house. We'll put that in the back part. Well, I'm, I am looking at a piece of uh, property, the, the property that I really want to buy. There's, so there's two different pieces of property. This one piece of property is 1,900 acres, 1,950 acres. Um, it, it's, it, it's got a full-fledged um, horse facility on it. Oh, was, oh, that's the one you showed yeah. me. It's got a, like a river. It's twenty four. It's twenty four million dollars. Okay, yeah. I currently do not have twenty four million dollars, but it is in the runnings. Just say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, the second choice is actually was like a five hundred dollar five hundred five hundred acre, uh, not five hundred dollar. But yeah, my parents paid five hundred dollars acre for their land in Alabama. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's it, it's another. Uh, it's like a five hundred acre um, lot. Um, has nothing on it but trees, and I'm okay with that. So I have to clear clear the space for. No, there's a good house spot just from. Oh, the, there, yeah, yeah, okay. just, from, just from the overviews, there's a good house spot. Right on. Um, but we can, uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Build a house up there. Fantastic. That's if we don't decide to move back south, and that's becoming a possibility at, at this point right now. Yeah, my parents are getting old. Well, on top of that, it kind of. Um, didn't help that you went back to visit. And no, I mean back all the memories and all the nostalgia. Well, so it, it, about that, that's I, I that. love the South. No, I love the South too. I mean, I, I'm born and raised there. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a Southern boy. I mean, that, but so I liked going back. It was nice to be back. It was nice to go through my hometown. I would never move back to my hometown. I like things about my hometown, but I would never move back to my hometown. Um, only, take that back. I would move back to my hometown if I could. I don't want a piece of property if I'm my hometown. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to live downtown, and I want to have um, a, uh, a house built into one of the old buildings on, like, the main main Broad Street area. Okay. And I would we would just have that. And then I would probably have land out where we can go visit and, you know, hang out and do things like that. But I'll never – I'll most likely I'll never move back to my hometown. If I moved anywhere back south, it would probably be back near Chattanooga, in the Chattanooga area. Okay. We've done Nashville. I love Nashville, but we would pro- actually there's a piece of property we looked at too. Um, 
It's in between uh, uh, Mon Eagle Mountain. I don't know if you know where Mon Eagle is. I as you're driving I twenty four west from Ch- from okay. Chattanooga, and when you start going up the mountain, okay, at yeah. the top, there's a okay. big, yeah. It's in between the top of the mountain and it's basically right near Nickajack Lake. You know, the big lake. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah, yeah. So there's some land there we looked at, but yeah, I, I don't know yet. We still got to pray about it. I mean, we've been praying about it, and we haven't really gotten an answer, which may be the answer. You know how that goes. Or maybe it's just not time to give an answer. Correct. No, and I get that. And, and you know, because I mean, with everything that I mean, you got, we've got a lot of work to play right now. Um, yeah. I'm currently doing my uh, my my tenure at Spin. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. it just so it, you just do great work and they well, don't want to let you go well and and that is coming to an end that i do know um okay. it, it, yeah and we you and i we've talked about that it is coming to an end um but yeah that's that but then also with logan and yeah getting the, into his sports logan's an amazing player jacob's an amazing player yeah um but logan's like, logan does both rugby and football and he's getting recognized on both sides. So pretty much sky's the limit when it comes to sports, when it comes to him. Um, and moving south would not hurt that. No. I mean, I know, I know that he's afraid of that. But and I think he's, he's afraid that he won't be able to shine because the south is. there. When it comes to football, it is a big deal. I mean, when your high school stadiums are bigger than, the, than your, your pro stadiums, it's a big deal. But if the boy's good, he'll shine. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we, we there's a lot on our plate. Um, the podcast is doing well, so thank you guys. Those that are listening, just want to say thank you. Been hi- trying to highlight a, a new country a day. I think we're in like 105 right now. Oh, I saw that. What was that? It was. Uh... <laughs> so I'm going backwards. So currently with the with uh, on Instagram, thanking these people, thanking people for listening uh, for the, from the least amount of listens to the uh, most amount of listens. Um, currently. Uh, let's see, we start. I started off with uh, the the country of Cyprus. Okay. Then I went from Cyprus to. Uh, it was like a week ago. You put, there was a flag that. You, yeah, I've been putting their their, their country flag. Oh, th- that that was it right there. Yeah, that's their country flag. That's no, not the, that one. Oh, you're talking about this one. That one. Kirsnia. Oh, Okay. And then I'm probably saying that wrong, but um, but then we I put. Um, this one is uh, Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan? Uzbekistan? Yeah, uh, no. Maybe. A Z E R B A I J A N. Oh, that's Azerbaijan. Yeah, Azerbaijan. What he said. Azerbaijan. I am horrible. I'm a southern boy, so I struggle with these words and these names. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a linguist at heart. So. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, yeah, Azerbaijan. And then, did I post another one yet? Oh, yeah. And then my latest one was uh, Estonia. 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 Very cool. So I'll be posting another one here soon. Might as well shout them out while I'm on here. The next one from the least, and, and it's getting better. Better. Um, find you, find you, find you. It's uh, right here. Uh, Iceland. Iceland's my next one to talk about. All these amazing guys. Oh, go Reykjavik. All, like I said, these people are, they, but they listen to our podcast. Yeah, that is fantastic. I mean, I want to say it's about 105. I need to go back through and recount it, but I think it's 105 uh, countries our podcast is in. Wow. Um, That's amazing. Where we can be heard everywhere but on uh, uh, what it, uh, Pandora Radio. Pandora turned us down. Really? Yeah, Pandora said, no, we don't want your podcast. Ooh. <laughs> 
And I said, okay, we don't want to put our podcast on your your platform. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I may reapply and send them some information later on again, but as of right now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't need them right now. We're everywhere else. Literally, our podcast can be heard everywhere else. And most people listen to us on Spotify as it is anyway. So Right, right, right. Yeah, and yours is going to be, yours is pretty much the same thing. Where are you at right now? Do you know? Um, and you've got you have a trailer out for yours. Or? Well, I've got a trailer, and I've actually got seven episodes. Do you mind if I do a shameless plug? I don't care. Or actually, I have no. But there is no a, shame. You have. There no is shame. no shame. Yeah. So I let's do no a. Shame. Let's do. This a, is an unapologetic plug. plug. Go for it. You know, but um, it's uh, called Mighty Media Group, and Mighty is spelled M I T Y. Mighty Media Group. Um, the reason that that's the name of the podcast is because I'm actually going to be having uh, three, if not four. Different, uh, I guess you could say, uh, like shows. Okay. Or, yeah. Three know. or four different shows. That so, makes sense. um, the one that's going to be an everyday thing that, and I started it, but I've, I've had to pull it back on the reins because life, life just happened and I'm going to, I'm going to be getting it up, um, probably starting in the beginning of May. So in the next week or so, uh, but, um, is the mighty minute that okay. that's up right Which, now i've got seven episodes. i love the idea of that because it, it's one minute of something amazing that's really uh, it's, it's basically just an inspirational quote yeah and maybe i talk a little bit maybe i don't you know maybe the quote speaks for itself quotation speaks for itself so ultimately it's just a minute to you know start off your day i'm gonna i'm dropping it at like 3 a.m eastern I, I, that, that needs that needs to be on on alexa okay I will show you how to put that on Alexa. Oh, fantastic. So people can say, Alexa, give me my mighty minute. And boom, it starts playing that mighty minute for the day. Fantastic. Yeah. That, that would be awesome. Anyway. I, we, we were doing a minute um, podcast for on Alexa, but it just got to be too much. So I stopped doing it. Yeah. But yeah, mighty minute is going to be an everyday thing. And then um, when I really get up and going, so it might be another month or so at most, but ultimately um, well, every, every, everything in this time, you're good. Yeah. Every every Monday is going to be posted um, a mighty life. Okay. I mean, that's basically kind of like the young blood life. It's going to be about my life with my kids, okay. my, things going on, just kind of daily. It's journal, basically week, journaling, week, chronicling, weekly, weekly chronicling of what's going on in the it's Maddox, a plug. in the Maddox. I want to say I want to yeah, say I took took a claim to the word plug. Oh, a plug podcast, a podcast blog. blog. Yeah, that's exactly podcast right. Podcast blog. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's so, essentially what we do. A, a Mighty Life is on Mondays, and then on Thursdays I'm going to do um, A Mighty Hope. Okay. And that's basically going to be talking about Aria. Okay. And kind of chronicling her life a little bit, um, the book, okay. my platform, things like that, um, because the book is also called A Mighty Hope. Okay. And then um, I haven't determined which day I'm thinking um, it's going to be maybe Saturdays. But and this this one kind of goes along with the mighty hope in a way, uh, what the book is all about, what my speaking platform is about. But it's called Two Minutes Matter, and that okay. one I feel is going to be the more raw, the more real. Um, my podcast definitely. I'm not putting it as family friendly because Two Minutes Matter might have cursing in it because uh -huh. the whole premise of Two Minutes Matter is so about eight nine months ago I saw a video. On, I think I was on Facebook or something, but it was about in 2018 there was a Republican rally okay. in New York. Okay, and at that rally, uh, the Black Lives Chapter, Black Lives Matter chapter, showed up with the the leader of that chapter, um, and they were getting heckled like nothing else. Okay, and the organizer of the rally 
stop the crowd and to basically say, hey, look, bottom line is let's give them their two minutes. Because you know, in a debate, you know, right, you right. present your position, then the other side has two minutes to rebuttal. Right. Then you have two minutes to rebuttal the rebuttal. Yeah, anyway, but that that's where the idea of two minutes matter comes. Because as I finished watching this video, by the end of it, it looked like there was camaraderie there was you know understanding well i mean and, and that's the key and that that's the thing we forget in the in, in everybody i mean it doesn't matter what political party you belong to it matters that if we can understand where everybody stands understand that that if you are the opposite of me but we can sit down and have a conversation that's what matters and, and you know people let too many political parties get in between them and and what's right my opinion so I like the two minutes matter. That that's actually going to yeah. be one and of my. So essentially, when I get that up and running, I mean, I actually made a, a microphone blunder kind of thing. I actually had a rider in my Uber the other day. Um, her name is Roxanne. She's from upstate New York. Uh, married an Air Force guy. Oh, wow. Has been living here in Utah for thirty years. Um, happens happens to be an African American woman. Right and. Just we had a phenomenal conversation, and I actually set my phone on voice memo, and I forgot I had my AirPod in. So all you can oh, really hear is me. So right. I, I'm going to find a way to boost her signal. But ultimately, that's what two minutes matters all about. It's it's not about a two minute podcast. It's about that I'm giving everyone an opportunity. I'm going to say, look, talk about what you want to right. talk about, and it's going to be very. And I might ask some like questions about maybe some of the hot topics of today because, quite frankly. Everybody needs the opportunity to share their thoughts, share their feelings to about what's going on. Because without understanding each other's positions, ultimately, we're we're never going to get along. You know, it's all just going to be about you know polarizing because there's difference. Like if you have an opinion that's different from mine, you know what society what media is saying today is we now have to polarize against each other yeah we, we should of, we should hate each other because we're different exactly we're and, in we're in many cases i would i won't say i should be able to sit down and i believe i can sit down with anybody in this world and we can have a co- positive conversation we can understand each other understand where each other's come from now we may have some different it's an opinion but we can still get along and have a conversation be and be be, be and and honestly leave as friends and Devin, over the last four years as an Uber driver, that's what I've discovered. I've had so I have had zero in four years, over nine thousand rides in four years. I have had zero issues with any of my riders, and quite frankly, yes, some of them. And you have you, are, you are talk politics with them sometimes. You know, we talk about? politics. We and we talk religion. We talk. You know, uh, I actually the other day had a my first male pansexual. Okay, it was. I, you know, I'd never had a pansexual. I didn't, I, I knew what it was per se, but I just, it was interesting to hear his take because quite frankly, his opinions of the LGBT community are that they are too radical. Well, and and, and, and a lot of people feel the same way there with, with the, and they, but they, they align themselves with the, with that, that group because it helps represent them. Even though it doesn't fully represent them, and well, that's, that's the problem. Well, what, and that's what I find with uh, when people when it comes to sorry. being a Democrat or even a Republican. I'm mm-hmm. neither one, but that, that they, they align themselves with it because they somewhat represent them. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. I was interrupting. I apologize. No, no. But that, that was that was the interesting thing. Is a matter that I would have thought that someone who's pansexual 
quite frankly, would be part of the LGBT community, and he is, but at the same time, he just, he had, his opinions were about, he doesn't like how demonstrative they are. He says, they don't need a flag, they don't need this, they just need to be understood. Well, it's, it's the same thing where that young kid created the whole uh, super straight deal. Super straight, yeah. I mean, it, he did that to one, be uh, irritable, mm-hmm. but also to get his point that, you know, he doesn't have to have, have to want to date someone that's trans. Right. And he shouldn't. If you don't, if that's not what you do, then guess what? It's fine. Absolutely. But, no, you shouldn't be ridiculed for your choices. So the whole point of this ride was a matter that I just, I came away going, wow, you know, just an understanding. Do I, do I believe, do I have a belief in that kind of lifestyle? No, no, but, but you I have a respect that's for that kind of lifestyle. And, and that, and that's the thing. And that's where we, that's when I think in, in a world where we, where we live in, where they're trying to keep us separate and divide us. Where no reality is, I, I want to say almost everybody in this country can get along with anybody and say, you know what? Let's just be people. Let's treat each other correctly. Let's, you know, all, you know, people say Black Lives Matter. They do, of course they do. They never stopped. But we want to, you know, people want to push a political agenda with that. And it's like, no, don't push any political agenda. Let's make sure that everyone, you know, I guess I'll bring up the thing: everyone does matter. Everyone does. But you know, if someone is getting abused, then we need to stop that abuse. If if it's, it doesn't matter what what race, color, creed, whatever religion, if you're getting abused and you're getting hurt, that needs to stop. And that's where we, we I think that as humans, we believe we all believe that. But then we we start aligning ourselves with these groups because they may be doing something right, versus saying, "Hey, we're humans. We're in this world together. Let's treat each other with respect." We may disagree, but I still can give you respect. You know, Logan tonight. Um, he was going to his, uh, his rugby practice and there's this one coach he doesn't like, but the reality is I told him, I said, you don't have to like the guy, but you do have to respect him. I mean, he's your coach. I said, you may not like what he makes you do, but you still have to respect that's it, that he's your coach. And I know that's something, something, something simple and small. Well, the, the beautiful thing is through respecting other people and the choices they make, we then can take the time to have our hearts opened up to be vulnerable and to realize how is their choices possibly so, going to benefit me. Our differences should not divide us. Correct. They well, should it, unite us. They should bring us together. So there's one thing. There's a quote by, um, it was a, um, give me a second. Brain's working slowly right now. Um, a quote by uh, um, Gordon B. Hinckley. Okay. Um, he was on Larry King Live. Um, this is back in what, 97 sometime, maybe 98. And, um, Larry King was asking Gordon B. Hinckley, if you don't know who Gordon B. Hinckley was, he was actually the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I know you know, but those yeah. who are listening, he was the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at the time. Um, and uh, Larry King asked him a very straightforward question about Bill Clinton. Of course, Bill Clinton, you know, he's made some mistakes. I mean, I can't say he was one of our greatest presidents. He was a good president. I, I, I'm not going to deny he was a good president. Um, but, and President Hinckley said it to me, he said it so clearly and beautifully. He says, you love the sinner, but not the sin. Of course, Bill Clinton had some had his, had his affairs, and you know, in in, in and it was media publicized. And yeah, all that stuff, so and he's like he's like you that. love the sinner, not the sin. So the reality is, we don't have to love the things that other people do. That's fine. You don't have to, but you do have to love the person. What well, I mean, if you go go back to go back biblical, you basically you love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? That's just telling us that you know you may not you don't have to like him, but the reality is love him, 
and say, hey, guess what? I'm here for you. You, you I, If I hated my neighbor right now next door to us, his house was on fire, would I say, you know what? I'm going to let that guy burn. No, I'm going to go try to make sure that everybody's out. We may not like each other. I don't, not, not that we had to hate each other, but that's the reality. You, you, you love them. You don't have to like the things that they, people do. I don't know. That's my the opinion. Thing, well, and the thing is through loving somebody, you open yourself up to be able to take the time to look and find the goodness in them. That's right. See, obviously, for example, so I, I voted for Donald Trump. Okay. I did not like a lot of the things. We hate you. Just kidding. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate no. that. Yeah, you're welcome. No, no. but, but um, I did not like a lot of the things that he did, a lot of his mannerisms, sometimes the way he spoke. He, he was, he, okay, first thing, I'm interrupting, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, when it comes to Trump, I mean, and so I'm going to say this, this is kind of, if you've ever spent any time up in the north, I'm a southern guy, okay? Anytime in New Jersey, anytime in New York, a lot of times the way he he talked was literally just like it's it's very abrupt. It's it's very it comes across very rude. And I'm not making excuses for Donald Trump. It's New Yorkers, but it's just the way they are. And they're and honestly, New Yorkers are some of the nicest, kindest people. They will do anything for you. They really will. But it's just it's it's almost that mentality. So. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, and and so I was saying, but I did, you know, because I, you know, based on what we're talking about, loving everyone as myself, I took the time to try and see the goodness that he did. Now, Joe Biden, now our president. I struggle with Joe. I don't like a lot of the things he does, right. but I'm trying to find the goodness because as an American, I need to support my so leaders I, I, to the I, best I can, and I'm 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 along with the same thing. I, I support him as my president. I don't like <laughs> just just like people who uh, who hated Trump. Because I don't hate Joe Biden. No, I don't either. I disagree with some of the stuff he does because honestly, like I, if I, if anything, I'm not I'm I'm I follow along the lines of a constitutionalist. Can't say I'm a registered constitutionalist because I'm not, I'm not actually not registered anything. Um, but I believe we should uphold the Constitution. Um, and I, you know, and yes, that includes, you know, the, the stance of which affords the second amendment, but even the stance on the second amendment is very clear. Yes. And how, and the, and the laws we have on second amendment, it's very clear, but we're not, we're not actually, people are not actually applying and doing the things the way they should when it comes to the second amendment. Um, anyway, but the reality is when it comes to a lot of things that, that Biden's done, I'm like, come on, dude, you can't do that. Do you, I mean, it's almost like we've we've strayed away of knowing what the Constitution is. Right. I've even heard um, people as a you know OAC refer to it as, a, as an outdated old document. Sure. So is the Bible, but the Bible tells us, "Hey, thou shalt not kill." Is that out and outdated? No, it applies even now. I mean, if we if if all of us took the, the took the Bible and took the Ten Commandments and we just lived by the Ten Commandments. Even if you're a religious person or not, even if you t- p- picked five or four of the of the commandments that I'm going to live these five perfectly, man, we'd be better people. The same thing with the Constitution. If, if our leaders actually have held their oaths in the Constitution and showed the people that they're upholding their oaths, then man, how where would we be? There you go. I'm on my off my soapbox. No. no. <laughs> 
it's your soapbox to be on. Well, I mean, well, we're, I mean, ultimately though, it's it's just about trying to find the goodness in in every, right. everyone and every everything kind of thing. And and well, you know, even those who aren't following the Constitution, I'm I'm sure that they're they're good people. I'd like to say they are good people. Well, I mean, we, the thing is, so we only know about these people based off what the media tells us and what yes. we can see. So right. it's all smoke and mirrors. That's really what it comes down to. Yes. Media is media. They they want you to see what they only what they want to, you to see. And that's it. So we have to understand that it's you know you, it's news entertainment, and that's one thing that people don't understand. The news is not news; it's news entertainment. That's why you have so many um, opinions thrown into it. That's why Fox News is the way Fox News is. That's the way CNN know, is, CNN is yeah. the way they are. They're, they're, MSNBC. They're, they're, yeah. It's because it's all about the entertainment. Now, if they would actually tell the story of what the story is, see, that's what I wish we could get. Wish we could get a news channel that would actually just tell the story of what it is, even if they don't know. It's okay to say I don't know instead of having an op-ed. Yeah, don't give the get, get rid of the op-ed and just tell the story. Yeah, this is there was a bombing at such and such place where they're working on the details. We will give you more details as we know. Instead of saying we believe it was this splinter group or we believe it was this, just tell the facts that you know. I mean, facts speak everything, and then let er- then everybody out in, in the general public could state their own opinion. That's fine if someone wants to blame. You know Joe Biden for the you know for the shootings. Fine, blame Joe. Blame Trump. Blame Trump. But what's the reality of it all? The person who picked up the gun and pulled the trigger and pulled the trigger is, is the, the, one fa- who is the person at fault. Not the gun's fault. Yes, I'm going again on this thing, but it's not the gun's <laughs> fault. It, it will. It, it's like just the most recent um, the the that young lady that was that was uh, shot because the cop sh- uh, shot her because she had a knife. So and she was lunging at the, the mom, woman. her mom said, if I can, I'll quote it wrong. So I will be corrected. Obviously mom says my daughter just, that's not in her nature. She's a good Christian a child. Well, she pulled a knife and what, and if you watch the video, the multiple videos that are out there, you see that she had that knife pulled and was about to stab that other young lady. The cop had to do what he had to do. Now it's sad. No one, no one needs to get hurt. No one needs to die. No one needs to be shot. But the sad part is she did. She made a choice because her choice that she made, then the police officer had to make his choice. He could choose to let the other young lady get killed, stabbed in the neck, head, chest, whatever, because the other girl had intentions to kill. Even if it was spur of the moment and a crime of passion, the intention was to hurt or maim or kill. So the cop did made he made a choice that he's got to live with. He's got to know that he's ki- he's killed this person. That sucks. On top of the fact that I believe it said that he had only been on the force for like sixteen months. It sucks. He's like twenty four years old. Think of the therapy he's going to have to go through for Who? forty so, plus years. What are we What are we going to say? What are we going to do about him and supporting him and his family? Supporting his mental state now. He had to take a life. Yeah. He's going to need some work. He's gonna, Really, he's going to need some help. And, you know, he'll probably say, I'm fine. Because he's like, a, he's a man. I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth. Well, and, and, and also, that's his job. It is his job. He knows that he, uh, in their training, I'm sure they are put through the psychological. You may have to do this at some point well, that's in time. So. Well, even on, even with, with what I do for spin scooters, I know my j- daily job. I'm going to have to go into Salt Lake. I'm going to have to take scooters away from homeless who told who stole a scooter. 
and I'm going to take it away. And I'm, there's going to be there. Most likely there is no conflict, but there will be that time when there is conflict. And how do I deal with that? Well, I will deal with it with, as far as police. I will protect myself for one. I, I won't shoot anybody or kill anybody. I don't carry. They, I'm not allowed to carry a gun while I'm on work. That's fine. But I will handle it the right way. I'll call the cops and then they'll, they'll, it'll be handled. But the reality is, is you, every job has its good and bad. If you're a baker, you're going to get burned. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, if you're if you're spray uh, for pesticides, you're getting exposed to chemicals that could potentially harm you and cause uh, damage to your. Can your, we just say being alive in this world gives us the potential to have harm or damage come to us, no matter what we're doing? And it comes, but that all comes down to choice. Yep. So we have to choose, and it's sad. And sometimes the outcome is horrible, terrible things. But I support our police. And I support life, if that makes sense. Of course, people say, "Well, how you can support life if they take?" Well, I su- he saved a girl's life. He did. I support pe- people's right to choose. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Hugh and I have had this conversation a lot, and I love this. Then people need to be accountable That's for the those ho- choices. Why would we want that though? Come on, <laughs> accountability. That means I, I can't just say things and and expect it to be okay. I can't do things and expect it to be okay. No, I can't call my <laughs> tell my wife she she should just get over her pain and, and she'll be fine. <laughs> I think this is a, a plug. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I, I have to be accountable for things. I mean, rather is my wife is one of the strongest women I've ever met in my life. Oh, absolutely, but you know, and, and, young and, bloods are the strongest people I know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, but, well, I do know. Yeah, so well, she she merely inherited the name. I was born into it. Watch out, another finger might be coming. <laughs> <laughs> My wife flipped me off because I said she can just get over the pain. Honestly, I wish I could take all the pain and let me just hold it so she wouldn't have to build it, but that's, that's a, you know, whatever. Well, that's that's the... Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did she just finger you? Are you getting into my Swiss oh, Miss oh, in there? Ooh. Is that the tapioca one? Are you getting into the tapioca... <laughs> So, so for for years we couldn't we we bought Swiss Miss puddings and they're I think they're the best ones out there and for years we couldn't get it and finally the 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 store over you found Swiss Miss again Swiss Miss again we it was in the the what is that store I can't even think hey, Ethan what store is that we got Swiss Miss at not Smiths what's the other grocery store not Macy's Harmon's, not Macy's I don't know. Uh, it's that new one that's over here that we go to every Winco. day. Winco. Winco. Winco? Yeah, Winco. Winco. Winco has, uh, has Swiss Miss uh, puddings. And they're phenomenal. No, you can't have one. Don't you do it. Oh, we're, all, we're all going. Oh, my gosh. You better get Keith one in a spoon. Can you have one? No, you don't want one. Do you want one? Uh, no. No, he doesn't want one. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Got to avoid the sweets. Yeah, I like them, but I'm, 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 I'm. So today is my sweet day. I do treat myself every now and then, okay. and then I'm back on the wagon. So, anyway, I'm off that bandwagon. Bottom line is, let's just treat people nice. Yeah, I love people. So I don't know how much time you have left, but oh yeah. no, I mean, what do you want to talk about more? <laughs> no, I just again, if I if I could just uh, recap. So yep, recap. I'm Keith, Mighty Media Group. I'm on Spotify, um, M mm-hmm. I T Y Media Group. And yeah, I'll, right now I've got a trailer, and then 
seven mighty minutes up so that you can go see and people can listen to at, the heck out of those seven minutes mm-hmm. it's, it may be longer are some of those longer than a minute uh no about a minute minute five minute okay. ten okay. they're not they're not much so barely over a minute uh-huh. so mighty minute you got mighty minutes then you got um two minutes matters well the mighty minute the mighty minute okay the mighty okay, minute. and two minutes matter that's coming that's coming um a mighty life and that's the that's the plot that's my plug and a mighty hope people are like plug what is plug. kind of the precursor to the book cool so, so that that's what is all in store for you mm-hmm. and then of course speaking engagement so if you ever if you want to have a master uh, Maddox out here to speak to your youth or your business or anything and actually um Basically, Devin, uh, as regarding my speaking career and, and the speaking platform, basically, I help youth and young adults and bullying through the mighty approach. Okay. In order to foster togetherness and greater sense of vulnerability and honest steering. That was like most beautiful line ever. So seamless. Uh, you, you've, you, have you practiced that a few times? Just a few. Okay. Were you staring in the mirror? That's really what I really want to know. No, I was not staring in the mirror. I have not ah. stared in the mirror even once. Ah. Got it. Come on, from watching you podcast all these years, I've learned how to really just open up and be confident and speak. Oh, well, speaking is a thing. Right, Logan? What? Speaking is a good thing, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Especially when it involves girls, right, Logan? How, 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 how are you in the ladies these, in the lady department these days? The ladies these days? Yeah, how are you in the ladies these days? They all want me. Do they really, though? No. no. <laughs> You're a good-looking kid. Come on. You don't need ladies. They they interfere with your your. I need ladies. The ladies need me. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I don't need the ladies. The ladies need me. <laughs> he, all, he, he's he's going. You know what? I don't need ladies right now. They interfere with my sports career. They make you weak. Oh, and they're controlling. He says they're not all controlling. Here's a, what was it you said earlier today that uh. Yeah, he he goes. I can hang out with whoever I want. I can talk to other girls, and without thinking I'm jealous, I said, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." That's because you have the wrong lady. I said, "I I have friends of mine that are that are women that, and some of them are very attractive." And guess what? We're friends. We can be friends. I know there's a there's a big stigma out there that says that <laughs> no no guy can be friends with a woman because uh, especially if they're married. That's the thing. Or well, yeah, even Spe- especially if married, especially if they're married, and but, so and so, which I think is false. I think there comes a point in your life when you're you're you, uh, and I'll say it that you're not trying to get in someone's pants. Yeah, I mean, only there's only one person I'm trying to get in their pants, and that's and she's upstairs laying down right now. <laughs> Sorry, Logan, you know way too much about your mom and I, huh? I sure do. <laughs> Quit sneezing. What's your problem? Don't even start. Don't even start. Hey, why don't you do this, Logan? Yes, take him out. Just do it out for just a minute. Yes, that's fine. Put that on him. <laughs> the kids hate taking him out. I don't know why it's easy. It is easy, especially with that button. Yep. So we don't shock him, but he, he's he's learned by the beeping of what to do. See? Pretty good, huh? Tell him to wait. Okay, you told him to go. Yeah. Step out there with him. <laughs> it's so cold. It's cold. Yeah. Oh, life's good though, man. Life life's is good. good. It's it's great. 
I appreciate so, you having me on a podcast today. Well, you know what? I mean, anytime we can do this, I'll, anytime I can have my friends on, it's always a good thing to me. So I need to get, I'm, I'm, so I've, I've made a goal to get more people on the podcast, not just Shannon and I, because people enjoy, although people enjoy Shannon and I, our conversations, conversations, I struggle with words sometimes. Um, I think it's good to have perspectives from other, uh, other people's voices out there. So. Two minutes matter. Two minutes does matter. <laughs> so, anyway, you guys know where to find Keith and get all that stuff going. But the reality is, uh, you need to go check him out. Go get your go get your two minutes. Go get get your uh, sixty seconds. Go get uh, his uh, his uh, um, his plug going on. Got to get all that stuff done. But yeah, go check him out. Anyway, no problem. We'll talk to you guys later. Then I know that I what that I gotta get going. Get a million red lights and punch the clock. Then wait for eight hours till it's time to rock. I guess I better wise up for my time's up and tell a nine to five that it can kiss my what? Cause life is for living, not waiting to die. And new beginnings are in short supply. So go find your why. Get your piece of the pie.